Good morning, listeners. Um, obviously, at this point, you're aware of the sort of uh, the way that we like to do things. We like to have a, a running theme um, for certain things. And for the last two, last three even uh, Jack Ryan movies, we have done a little bit of a, a fun cold open in the accent or the voice. So for Red October, I did one in Russian that wasn't very, very good. Um, for Patriot Games, I'm already forgetting the names of these goddamn things. For Patriot Games, obviously, Abby did her uh, phenomenal Irish accent. And then immediately following that, uh, with Clear and Present Danger, she did uh, a, an American perfect. one. A perfect. Pitch perfect. Oh, sorry, American I paused there to yeah. think of the right uh, word to describe how good uh, that impression was specifically. <laughs> um, so now, uh, as we come up to Air Force One, please put your hands together, ladies and gentlemen, for Kazakhstan Abbey. Go right ahead. Uh... <laughs> All right, press the intro button. <laughs> Incredible work there, Abby. It's a shame. It's a shame we probably can't leave that in due to its sort of gratuitously offensive nature. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame. My my recording software fucked up, so listeners, you'll never get to see the perfect Kazakhstani accent. That it I was did. phenomenal. It, it was great. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really. I I would say it changed my opinions about a lot of yeah. things, but mostly about about the country of Kazakhstan. Yeah, it sounded very weirdly Serbian, um, which is a theme mm, of this mm, entire movie. Yeah. Put a lot of work yeah. into the traditional Kazakhstan dress as well. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Sadly, the recording it's, it's, is lost. <laughs> mm. These things, the the lost episodes, the ephemera of Kill James Bond. Yeah, we should uh, start just like at, like making reference to a lost episode. <laughs> just start making choose references yeah, to the content. Yeah, for sure. We we actually recorded an infinite number of episodes for Name of the Rose, and then we store them in this big. Well, the tower. Moon Pussy episode. Uh, yeah, the moon pussy. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's another episode of Kill James Bond. I am Alice Gordor Kelly. I am joined, as always, by my friends Devon and Abby. Hello. How's it going? We watched. We we have been progressing through the Jack Ryan movies, and we got to one that isn't nominally a Jack Ryan movie, but so is spiritually that we kind of. Have I think to. this works really well if you read this as a sequel to Clear and Present Danger as well. I think it gives us a good arc so. on Jack Ryan as a character. So it's, I, yeah, I will be yeah. calling. I called him Jack Ryan in the notes. Oh, I'm calling him Jack Ryan. Yes. They literally yes. don't say his name. They say his name like one time, and it's like a side character. It's Jim says it. It's like Jim. Um, the entire rest of the time, they call him Mister President, which mm. to me is yes. that's Jack Ryan. They just didn't. Th- that, that's that's your name. Once you become president, your name is Mister President. Mm. It's a kind of like being transgender yeah. in a lot of ways. In many ways, uh, I would say. Mm. Yeah, definitely. In 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 in, in many ways. I shall turn my camera on. Yes. So um. Right. So cold open. We violate. We violate the national sovereignty of Kazakhstan immediately. Yeah, to yes, begin we with, we we, st- we start with some Tom Clancy shit. A hundred percent. Which is, uh, we see a, a a special forces team parachute in, land on the roof of the presidential palace in Kazakhstan. I do kind of want to make Nate watch this and get him to rate these parachute landings because there's one where the guy lands on the parachute, lands on both feet falls forward and they cut away from that really quickly yeah <laughs> not so good yeah i it looks like it really hurt mm-hmm. um but so th- th- they do the tom clancy shit they're all dressed in black they all have mp5s they're like hip firing them at a full run mm-hmm. they run in and they capture 
the president of Kazakhstan or the dictator of Kazakhstan. Alice, you can probably you can probably answer this question. All the guards, uh, all of General mm-hmm. Radak's guards, they're all speaking Russian. Is that mm-hmm. accurate? To Kazakhstan I, in 1997? I think potentially within the like security services of it, it could well be a sort of like holdover of the Soviet Union. Plus, as we find out later, this general, this General Radak, is engaged on an explicitly like revanchist project, mm-hmm. uh, a Russian ultra-nationalist project mm-hmm. to, to restore the Soviet yeah, Union. Yeah, it is deeply funny that the final holdout of the Soviet Union in this movie is Kazakhstan. One that you, you have yeah. to really yeah. think to remember that it was part of the USSR. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna recapture the United States from Alaska, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, is our plan. Yes, but yes, uh, but so they they capture General Raddock, they put him in the helicopter, and they leave, uh, having thus sort of zero dark thirty of the situation. Well, so all the music for this is like dun 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 dun. It's a genre that I would describe as sort of presidential music. It is, yeah. It's so it, it, American. If, if you've ever seen, if you've ever seen The West Wing or indeed any of the previous Tom Clancy movies that we've talked about, this isn't one, but kind of should be. Uh, it it will be familiar to you. That kind of like soaring, uh, sort of like patriotic music. Mm-hmm. It would be really funny if this film turned out to not be made by Americans. I think that that would push it into part. Like if it had been made by the people of Kazakhstan, for instance. I ha- I have a reveal for you. Yeah. This this was not made by an American. Who was it made by? It was written. It was written by an American. It wasn't directed by on. It was directed by Wolfgang Peterson or Wolfgang oh, Peterson. Oh, Jordan's brother. brother. The, <laughs> no, the guy who made Das Boot. Ah. The, the, so it, it, this is this is a German guy's vision of what American patriotism. Yeah, because like. it almost seems like a parody of America. It's 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 very close to one. Uh-huh. Um, but so we see Mr. President, Mr. President Jack Ryan. Uh, at a diplomatic dinner with the president of the Russian Federation in Moscow, where they are sort of fating him for this, as we now find out, Russian-American joint operation, mm-hmm. which is in itself a very Tom Clancy thing to mm-hmm. do. Like, what if all of our tactical guys could get together and hash stuff yeah, out, that would fun. be like world peace. Mm-hmm. And he's supposed to say, oh, thank you very much for, like, honouring me. But instead, instead he, gives he gets up and he says, "Really fascist speech." Yeah. Well, what he says, it, it's it, this is a nineteen ninety seven movie, right? So the American public are fresh off the Balkan Wars, and the there are still U.S. troops in uh, in Kosovo at the time that this movie is made. Uh, and so, what he does is he gets up and he goes off script. He says, "I've been to the refugee camps that because people are fleeing the the Radek regime in Kazakhstan." And what that has taught me is to speak terrible Russian. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gets up there and he says, <laughs> But what, what he means by this is there is a spirited, aggressive uh, speech in favor of liberal interventionism. Yeah, muscular liberalism. He, he even yes, quotes MLK. Yes. He, he says, does, you know, I wrote Amer- that down. Yeah, he says, America, we uh, should we want the, what is it, the positive peace, which is the presence of justice, not the negative peace, which is the absence yes, of tension. Yes, yes. And he, he's, he's like, America needs to get tough. Like, when things are morally wrong, we need to not wait around. We need to just kind of go and get in there and get the job done. Um, yes. It's, it's yes. muscular liberalism. It's like David Cameron shit. Yes. And it's, and it's, Explicitly, a sort of uh, veiled criticism of the Balkan Wars, of waiting until 
uh, like there was this sort of like international consensus before intervening to at the very last stage end the genocide, which yeah we can we can sort of debate the merits of that as it relates to current foreign policy and Iraq and Afghanistan like shadows hanging over this film, but the point is that he is. He has been struck by his conscience. It's, yes. it's a morally driven speech that's like, America has a moral responsibility to intervene to prevent atrocities, even though they don't threaten American national security. We also see that he has gone uh, over the heads of Congress in announcing yes. this foreign policy decision. This is a specifically like we are going beyond democracy to use violence to do what we believe to be morally right. And at this point, I thought the film was setting us up for something brilliant. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> it's always yeah. a mistake for the films we watch. Yeah, we we see his chief of staff who is in the audience who is like very clearly unnerved that he is going off script and just inventing policy on the fly. But this is a thing. Americans it, at least in fiction, they love an off the cuff leader. They really do. Right? They love they love a president who is willing to get up and just go off script. And and Harrison Ford does this in a sort of very a very Harrison Ford way, I suppose. Uh, there's a real sort of sense of like moral outrage. That's why um, Keir Starmer he, he, has to sack him. Yep, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Um, so he he gets a standing ovation and he goes back to Air Force One to return to the United States. And in the whole convoy on the way back, everyone is yelling at him for like the deep the deep state is fully intervening. Yeah, uh, to be like, no, you you can't you can't be doing this shit. You can't just involve America and stuff around the, the world. President's not the real president, you know that. Um, but I, there's something I wrote down here, which is that when he goes back to Air Force One, they've got, they've got like three limos, and they've got like you know Secret Service yeah. dudes getting out of it, and like the Air Force One's really big, and there's people who are like, gentlemen, welcome to Air Force One, and it's like a mm-hmm. thing I've written down is, oh, this is what I love about the Americans is they really know how to put on a fucking show. They really know yeah, how to do. They, they love it. it. I mean, we're we're a country that has a royal family, and we we save all of our kind of pomp and circumstance points for the royals, and it's fucking bullshit because they're they're just mm. shit. But American pageantry, when they do this kind of thing, it's like ah, oh, it's hard not to love them. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like y- you think about this. If anything, they're underplaying. Yeah. You look at a, a presidential motorcade of the time, or even now, twice the size of this. Absolutely. It's like it, he gets like two limos, and it's like no, there's there's. A lot of shit going on there. I, I, the sort of the imperial presidency is something that we'll come back to in this because it really interests me the way it's portrayed. But so Americans keep making movies about presidential security, about the Secret Service, about assassination attempts, terrorist attempts against the president, and it's it, it kind of it makes sense because there is all of this theatre involved. Uh, there's all of this sort of very tightly choreographed security that it makes something in your brain go, oh, okay. How would how how do you invent a way past that in fiction? Yeah, it's a challenge, and yeah, we we exactly. see a man doing that very thing because we meet our villain of the mm. film. We meet our guy, our dude, Gar- Gary yes. Oldman. Gary fucking Oldman, baby. Gary Oldman and four of the most suspicious-looking guys you've ever seen in your life mm-hmm. rock up to the Air Force One security checkpoint and go, uh, "Hello, do I really have to be searched at this point? Mm-hmm. I've already been searched," and they they're undercover. There's a Russian TV news crew yes. who are there to interview the president and film the inside of Air Force One. And we, we see from Gary Oldman's like sort of subdued nervousness that they are using fake IDs, mm-hmm. that they are like trying to use false IDs, false fingerprints and everything. 
to get into Air Force One. But he's also so charming. So like the head, the head yes. publicist or whatever who works the president like shows him around Air Force One, and he's like really really nice, and he's like making little jokes to her. And um, oh, yeah, it's lovely. I think this is this is Melanie, right? Right? Yeah, this is. Yes, yes. Okay. yeah, she's the deputy press secretary. Yeah. Just keep an eye on what's going to happen to her later just, in the film. Uh, just hold Melanie yes. in, in, your, in your head. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, like, the president, when he gets to the fucking thing, he's got banter. He's got fucking jokes. Everyone's like, he's mm-hmm. asking his boys about the game, and they're like, oh, it was a real nail biter. And he, like, gently baps him on the head with a roll of documents and goes, don't brief me on it. I want to see it. And it's like this is cute. this is one hundred percent how both I think Obama and Bush saw themselves. Mm-hmm. I think I think every interaction where they where they talk to people, that's how they viewed themselves. I think this movie has been far more influential along with the West Wing in terms of oh, yeah. creating the idea of how a president should act. Yeah, a president is your mate, also your dad. Yes, yeah, he is he is America's dad. That's right. And he's also someone else's he's dad. He's also someone else's dad. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Know, all three of us went for the same segue at the same time now. Yeah. And that's fucking podcasting. fucking professionals. <laughs> so 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 we we meet the first lady, uh to which Hello. hello dark hair, strong features. Nice to see to an older woman with like it's it's really nice to see a woman with graying hair, actually. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And we see the president's daughter Alice. Which I hope none of you got drops because people yell her name a lot. Mm-hmm. I, no, I didn't. Don't worry. Also, she has the the clearest like this is what I want in life thing. She's like, Dad, yes. I want to grow up. And then like, Harrison Ford goes in the next room because she's in such a hurry to grow up. And I'm like, Okay, I get it. <laughs> she literally walks in. Her fucking line is just like, Why didn't you take me to the refugee camp, Daddy? And he's like, I yeah, don't. Why? Why? Why would I yeah. have taken you to the refugee <laughs> camp? She's the the other thing we see is that the president does. Everything personally, he never has a moment's rest. Uh, there is always someone interrupting him with some crisis. We see that like Saddam Hussein is moving armored divisions to the border, and he's got to deal with this shit. There, there's a there's a great line in here. Mr. President, the Russian news crew is with us. I told him you'd give him a soundbite about life in the White House. There is no life in the White House. He's like mm. he's very harried. He's very harassed. And, uh, I think the ha- again, I think there have been. I think there have been presidents like that. I mean, you look at how much, again, for instance, Obama aged in <laughs> four years of the presidency, where his like all of his hair turned white, mm. um, and he was like sort of working twenty hours a day, or admittedly on kill lists and stuff. Yeah. But still, yeah, he's putting um, a lot of time and effort into those kill lists. How dare and that's you? That's why we're giving the Kronstein rosette to President Barack Obama. Listen, when he ordered that airstrike on Abdurrahman Alawaki, that took a toll on him. More of one yeah. on mm-hmm. on Alawaki, to be honest. But yeah, yeah true. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, but- that's true. <laughs> Um, must have been hard. Yeah, but on, on the other hand, we do see now that some of this stuff is not mandatory. Donald working five hours a day, if you're lucky, Trump. That's so funny. Uh, most of mm. that spent in front of the TV. That That's genuinely been so funny. It's like, every other president, they spend six months in office and they look like they're 80 years old. Trump comes out after four years, looks the same. Yeah, he's like, I want to <laughs> do another four. Still again. So good. <laughs> I'm ready so to go. Good. He was playing golf most of the time. Um, yeah, exactly. But there's also a very interesting phrase on... The, we see the news reporting on um, Jack Ryan's speech, and uh, it's being mm. reported as that the United States will not tolerate terrorist governments, which is a mm. fucking terrifying phrase. It's like, okay, who's mm. going to decide who the fuck that is? And like, uh, yeah, very, very odd. 
Sure. St- state sponsors of terrorism, things just of this remember nature. This, uh, just remember this idea, listeners, that we've set up is just like, well, we need to, we need to do violence that's non-democratic if it's morally right. This is, this is yes, something that the movie yeah. is going to kind of engage with, but not really. It's, it's, it's sort of like, it doesn't tell you about the paradox of tolerance, but it, is, it does suggest at least the bare bones of the idea that you have to act anti-democratically against anti-democrats. Yeah. And we see somebody doing that very thing because uh, Gary Oldman does it right now. Yeah, that's right. Oh, so, so th- there is there is one other thing I want to pull out about that news broadcast, by the way, which is it talks about Radek and it talks about what his government was meant to be doing. And we get the first bit of ideology because it describes his, his form of government as neo-communist revolution, mm. um, which is interesting. I, I, I understand it's we, sort of been a... I mean, chopped liver, I suppose. I yeah, but so the the perennial fear that the Soviet Union was going to come back, even to this day, is is very funny. It is that like Simpsons gag of like the Russian guy pressing the button and it rotates to say the Soviet Union. Um, it's it's strange to use it as an allegory for Serbia, which this Mm -hmm. definitely is. Hundred percent, yeah. Although. Milosevic had been a communist and was willing to sort of claim to be when it suited him, but like the defining thing there was nationalism. And well, anyway. Also, we see a guy handcuffed to a briefcase, which has got to be one of my favorite genres to see a guy handcuffed to. Yeah. It's really uh, funny. That that's that's the guy with the nuclear football, uh, the sort of briefcase holding all of the nuclear codes. He's just hanging out. Yeah, just just hang- I would chair, fucking like- hate to be handcuffed for nuclear football. I would hate that shit so much. Anything goes down, well they're going paid. straight for me. Yeah, 100%. And you're like a military officer too. You're in uniform and you've got to be handcuffed to this thing. It's probably heavy. A beeline like, for my briefcase. And you can't even like use it yeah. to beat people up with. Actually, this is sick. Wait, no. I'm no it's got back. the nuclear codes. It's only got I codes mean, in it. You know what? I'd swing it. I'd actually be using it like a meteor hammer. It'd be easy. I'd, be, I'd be tempted to just... I, I'd be like, I'm just going to go to the toilet and then I would just look at the codes. I wouldn't if read I was, them. If I was in an Air Force One situation, I think I'd, I'd sort it out pretty quickly. But the point of adding this nuclear football in here as well is, is, is there's not really any sort of like nuclear threat in this movie, which I'll, I'll, I'll talk about later. <laughs> yes, but what there what there is is it's 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 a piece of paraphernalia, right? It's something about the 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 the, uh, the retinue of the president, the uh, sort of like the course of the president is that oh hey he has the power to like end all human life, just handcuffed to a guy's wrist, and that guy's just asleep in a you know in a chair. Not his wrist, crucially, not his not own his wrist. wrist. He has a guy That'd for that. Mental. Yeah, this this exists sort of just to be like that's president stuff because like no spoilers for chat, but that guy does get shot um, and nothing happens. It's just like the next scene yes, in like the yeah. control room elsewhere. Someone goes got the new codes and it's a new guy taped to a new which briefcase. I like. It, that's something that I like. But I'll get I'll yeah, get to yeah. that. So we see uh, we see an air force officer is going to brief the president about Iraq and it's William H Macy. Yeah, I always love to see William H Macy. Adding a big sort of tally to uh, the KJV guys you love to see in a movie. Counter. Always playing like friendly dad offering you another another burger at the grill. That's all. Yes, that's his vibe. Yeah. He's so fun. So so they t- uh, Air Force One takes off. It's heading back to the United States, heading to Miami, and we see a Secret Service agent named Gibbs. Ah, uh, Gibbs. Um, Ah, uh, Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs, uh, your, your beans. So, so one of one of the more familiar ways to get through. Uh, in fiction, this kind of like impenetrable presidential security is you have a secret service agent who is turned, who is a mole. This is Tom Clancy shit again, isn't it? Because it's like, well, you yeah. can't beat them by playing it fair, so you have to mm. have a traitor. Yeah. Yeah, of course. 
Uh, the thing about Gibbs, the thing about Gribbs is that he, uh, they don't actually explain what turned him. They don't do any of that shit ever. He, no. he literally is just... Again, I like that. I like that. Even later on, after he's the like final remaining antagonist, he doesn't say any like speech as to why he's doing it. He's just... He's just, oh, just like, fuck you. A traitor. <laughs> it's just ontologically a traitor. It just happens sometimes. Yeah. He, he, he kills the Secret Service agents who are between... The, the press seats and the president. Uh, the, the actor is actually really bad with a gun. He like squints, he closes his eyes really badly. But it, it's fine. Um, and then he throws a little smoke grenade, allowing Gary Oldman and friends to run forward. He opens the, the armory, the Secret Service armory for yeah, them. Yeah, the big container of guns that's just in front of the press seats. Yes, yeah. Uh, and they arm themselves with Admittedly, very nice MP5s mm-hmm, and yeah. and soft armor. Do you love an MP5. Yes. And at this point, this is this is the point where my like suspension of disbelief gets fucked, and it's it's something I have to talk about in relation to the Secret Service and presidential security and stuff. And it's like what happens is they they shoot their way forwards. Uh, the president is being briefed, and then all of the people around him hear this gunfire break out, and they just kind of sit there like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> like, yeah, was that yeah, gunfire? That's, prob- That's crazy. Yeah, m- must be the wind. Mm. So th- this gunfight breaks out with the Secret Service, who are immediately outgunned because I guess there's only one armory. Mm. Yeah, it seems like a design flaw. Yeah, and it's it's just it's a really slow response, which is strange to me. Like they they let Harrison Ford sit there, and then eventually they grab him, and you know he he has like two dipshits with pistols who both get killed. Mm-hmm. I, I I think this is something that like. I think it's very difficult to conceive of how well protected the US president is. I think it's also something that would be very difficult to film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't be able to see it. Yeah. No, no, that's that's the thing. Like I think about um on 9/11 when they when flight 93 like was discovered to have been <laughs> to have been hijacked by you, Dev. But- um, <laughs> no, but uh, uh, Dick Cheney was in his office in the White House. Uh, the Secret Service came in and said, "Okay, you have to go to the bunker now." He didn't want to leave, and six agents picked him up and carried him. Wow! Um, do they have the they have the authority to do that? Oh yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. And he was and he was still unaccountable for long enough to order ninety three to be shot down, which is an interesting. <laughs> Sorry, I'm doing yeah, this. Yeah. On, but I know that no, that's no, not what occurred. Um, but it is funny. <laughs> no. It is. It it is. On 9/11. That- I'm thinking about that quite often. <laughs> so w- what, I, what I'm saying is that I don't like this movie because it disrespects the thin blue line, yeah. our brave law enforcement <laughs> of, the, of the Secret Service. Yeah, that's the stance <laughs> we're going to take this episode. Yeah, yeah, this, is yeah. Not this, is, this, is, this is bullshit. None of these guys know what this they're doing. This is why like Tom Clancy disavowed it, despite not writing it and having nothing to do with it. He's yeah. like, I he just, he anyway. just disavowing movies at yeah, random. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does this to every one of his movies. It's like... You listen to like the fucking director's commentary, and it's the just the fourth time I've tried to say this. I'm gonna fucking say it. We see that some yeah! fighters are scrambled from an air force base in Germany, and this is your reminder, listeners, that the United States just has military bases all over Europe, and you can't do anything about yeah, that. Well, you can't change if, that. If if the Germans didn't want to have a U.S. military base in yeah, Germany, then they shouldn't have lost the fucking yeah, war. Fair enough. In my yeah, opinion. that was their fault. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we also see uh, the first lady and the first daughter, I guess, who are just kind of like around. They don't have their own secret service details or anything. They just kind of get flung into the crossfire. Briefcase guy gets killed. The president is ushered into the cargo deck where he has 
an escape pod. Is this real? I hope okay, this that's is real. yeah, that's a question about Air Force this One. Is, this is a vex question, right? Because the Air Force insists Air Force One does not have an escape pod or parachutes, which means it has both. Yeah. Why would it not have parachutes? I don't because I think it's something that like was designed to be sort of as safe as possible. Like it is the lifeboat, and you don't need a lifeboat from the lifeboat kind of thing. But on the other hand, the Secret Service has gotten too good, right? Mm. Like absent stuff like doing cocaine and like uh, having sex with Colombian sex workers in hotel rooms ahead of conferences and stuff. Yes. In terms of stopping presidents from getting killed, they've gotten too good at it. And so now, I have to figure that a decent proportion of what Secret Service agents do is just watch movies and go, oh, we should be doing that. So I bet that someone watched Air Force One in the Secret Service and was like, you know what, why don't we have an escape pod in Air Force One? Yeah, the details of the actual like armament of Air Force One are kept secret, obviously. Um, but... Mm. Every, it's, it's got everything, man. I miss, I miss Air Force One's too fucking big these days. I miss when it was like uh, yeah. Roosevelt's like sacred cow, which was just this like fucking, like fucking <laughs> yeah. two prop engine shit. That's the shit we uh, need. You know what I'm doing? What I'm doing after this is reading, rereading the Wikipedia page for list of air transports for head of state uh, to just just go down them and rate them and be like, ah, uh, we have one like trash. Uh, we should get one. Well, the, the Queen or has England. one. It, the, the, the Queen has a tiny, tiny one. Blair tried to get one, uh, and it, they've been pushing it off for years and years, largely because of the headline Blair Force One when oh, he tried. Oh, damn, that is yeah, really no, good, kill me. That like, instantly, that would be like, all right, scrap it, scrap the whole thing, dump it. <laughs> I, I think I think Boris wanted one as well. We're like one of the only like uh, sort of like major. Well, I think it might be the only G eight country that doesn't have one. Uh, just because we, yeah, we just owned we just too hard the planes. first time we tried. Yeah, because we got That's owned so by the good. newspapers, so and now we're like waiting for it to die down before we try and get. So do they one. just do a private jet? Uh, yeah, know. they just charter an airliner. Uh, Lame. You know, it's very disappointing. Yeah, it it's like, like it doesn't have an escape pod. What the yeah. fuck? It's no point. To be fair, if I was in the Secret Service, you, as you say, Alice, they've gotten too good. So I might be like deliberately fucking up to just like make sure. Oh, I left my left my gun. Oh, no. <laughs> Does anyone want to try and assassinate the president? Please, I'm so bored. <laughs> You're just creating little like hitman assassination opportunities, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. President. Can you can you just walk through this puddle with like a sparking electric? Can you stand like, next to this thresher. Yeah, actually, I'm going back. In in 1910, I'm just reading a fucking Wikipedia now. In 1910, Theodore Roosevelt no, 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 became no, the is, first US president to fly in an aircraft. It was one of these fucking like. Orville Wright ass fucking like biplanes. <laughs> it was and a balloon. That's what we need to get back to. <laughs> yeah, the the president is arriving by Montgolfier balloon. So biplane. Go on, sorry. Go on. <laughs> so, so so as soon as the shots are fired, the cockpit is locked down, right? And the pilots go, okay, we got to land at the nearest air force base, which is Ramstein Air Force Base in Germany. Uh, the F-15s come up to meet them. Who has to make an emergency landing? That's right. <laughs> I'm actually locking off now. See you later. <laughs> yeah, so they, so they rise a riser to Ramstein. Um, and <laughs> well done. I knew you were going to do that. <laughs> uh, and like they have all of the like emergency services laid out for them, and they're about to land. And Gary Oldman, who has now like seized control of the plane, he's killed all of the Secret Service guys, yes, except Gibbs, uh, and uh, and taking control, taking everybody hostage in the conference room. Is very upset about this. He doesn't want them to land. So in order to in order to stop them landing, what he does is he, he bangs on the cockpit door. That doesn't work. 
And the pilots in there are like, uh, whatever happens, we gotta land the plane. Then, what he does is he gets a sort of like, I would say, finger-sized amount of plastic explosive, which I guess must have been in the CIA and and CIA and the Secret Service arsenal because he didn't bring it with yeah, him. Yeah, odd that they would have that on a plane. I don't think you can yeah. set off plastic explosive with a gunshot, but I think it's that's part of the point of plastic yeah. explosive. It's very difficult to detonate. Lit you have like you yeah. can roll it around, you can kick it, you can shoot it, you can burn it. Uh, like you can you can use C four to cook with. It's very bad for you. Don't do that, but you can do How it. How do you set it up then? Uh, Asking for a friend. <laughs> with a detonator, you have to have like a, a small amount of like el- electrically operated, like low explosives. Um, ah. Not to get like too into it, but anyway. So just so write that down. I just like. Also, I'd like to note that the uh, the pilots are having a good time of it at the very least, because um, in one mm. conference, in one conversation with a tower, they go, "Tower, we are coming in red hot." In that exact yeah. cadence, and I'm like, they're loving it. They're fucking yeah. Okay, because they're the bored. Americans, they know how to fucking put on a show. Yeah, it must be boring, like flying Air Force One. You're like an Air Force Colonel. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, and you're and you're flying like a sort of a passenger airliner. That's good money, though. It's probably oh, decent. Certainly. But so um, they they attempt to land the thing, but then Gary Oldman shoots this amount of plastic explosives that should be enough to like blow the nose off the plane. Uh, it all goes in one direction, like a shape charge. It, all, it blows the door in. Gary Oldman is fine. I mean, shaped for charge. <laughs> Squished it up against it, it's fine. Uh, right. the, the, the pilots are also fine. Yeah, uh, They're not mulched, they're fine. They're still flying the plane. And Gary Oldman tries to coerce them at gunpoint to take off. Uh, and something I like, they don't do it. He has to kill both of them. What what then becomes what well, my note here is just fuck off. This is bullshit. I mean, I I was watching this uh, film with someone else who also said that's bullshit. But so the like mm. the plane is like teetering around, and then Gary and his mate like drive it around the airport, <laughs> and like. Yes. But what I said yeah. is like I I believe that Air Force One can do things that other aircraft can't do. I I believe that it's like like special materials <laughs> or like it's got you know special super engines or something. Like I I, I believe that it can maneuver like this. I buy it. It's a special plane. He he gets he gets one of his friends into the into the pilot's seat, uh, and and this then, is Peter Parker's landlord from Spider Man Two, by the way. This guy, yeah, the sweatiest yeah. man on God's earth, perfect fella. He just kind of swerves the plane around a bit until he like is able to take it off again at the last second. Makes a fantastic face while he's doing he that. So, by yes. the way, he's like in, in full gun, um, but but he successfully takes off. They leave Ramstein behind. We get a nice shot of all the guys who are like expecting to to run up and storm the plane, just running after it, being like, "The fuck," <laughs> which is nice. Eh, fucked it, lads. Bitch made. Uh, and yeah. then we meet the vice president. Yes, Glenn Close. Oh, another one I love to see. Fantastic. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And she's like, "Where's the president?" Uh. Howdy there, folks. It's uh, it's Devin, coming at you live with another mid-roll advert. Uh, as I wildly attempt to focus on a single accent and just sort of drift all over the uh, southern United States, it's the best I can do, I'm afraid. But did you know we have a Patreon that you can go to and sign up now for five pounds a month? I don't even know what that is in in real money, aka US dollars. <laughs> Boys, am I fucking right? I have 
no idea what the conversion rate is right now, but one thing I do know is that content is king. And if you want content, you can sign up now for our entire backlog, and that is nearly 40 episodes of Kill James Bond that you have not heard yet. My god, that's half of all episodes. You're a fucking mook if you haven't listened to the bonus episodes of this goddamn podcast. Well, I haven't thought of a way to end this one, so uh, here's the rest of the podcast for you. Alright, I love you guys. I gotta stop doing this at like 11pm at night after I've been drinking. Um, but I probably won't. The, the the escape pod is coming down. We can track this escape pod. He's got to be in the escape pod. And we see, this is the, like the, the big twist of the movie in the first part, is we see the rescuers come up to the escape pod, open it, and it's fucking empty. Yeah. Because absolute legend that he is, President Jack Ryan, has simply decided to stay on board and die hard. This yeah, shit. I wrote full caps, yeah. he's still on board, baby. Because that was like yeah. genuinely really good reveal, actually. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, yeah, I knew that was going to well, happen. Yeah, it's obviously yeah. occurring. Um, also, uh, Devin, I knew you'd be pleased because when we see the vice president, uh, all the men who are not wearing uniforms are wearing the traditional USian uh, dress, That's which is, of course, right. a huge suit. <laughs> a huge suit, of course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the huge suit and another accoutrement of, of uh, sort of movies about American power and American politics, the big letter A badge clipped to your, uh, your huge suit pocket. Uh, we we love to see one of those. Harrison like, Ford is the only around. guy wearing a suit that fits. That's true. That's true. So we we also this is where we see the nuclear thing just work, which I like. Yeah, I kind of like the that, that, that. That's something properly that, for this. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the one thing where it appears like like the U.S. security state is competent. Because even though it's been betrayed, right, the way in which we see it get overcome in this way is like it's dipshit stuff. And I know it's like it's it's the first twenty minutes of the movie. You've got to get it out of the way. But eh, I don't know. Left a bad taste in my mouth because of how it disrespected our brave federal law course, enforcement you know, officers. I'll save. Um, and also, I pre- Glenn Close's uh, job in this movie, listeners, is to eat shit repeatedly for the entire runtime. Yep. It's it's so funny because she does a. Actually, we'll, we'll get to a negotiation, but it's deeply funny because she still has to be doing like the. Uh, I am attempting to understand your intentions on the phone, and like Oldman is just going beast mode. Yeah, uh, Oldman. Oldman deploys a series of what I would say are largely anime villain lines. Like she asks him, she she gets she really him on the phone. She's like, really "Oh, well, what, what what do you what do you want?" And he hits her with what arrogance to think you could ever understand my intentions. I mean, <laughs> fuck it. Like, what what, what yeah. am I doing with that? You're like, uh, I got no reply for this. <laughs> this is a good time to say that yeah. Gary Oldman is so good in this fucking he's film. He's so he's good. really good. Such like his acting is so amazing. He 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 has showed up for mm-hmm. this. Well, we see we see that he's a communist first yes. of all. Like he wants to to drag all the capitalists out of the Kremlin, shoot them, put Radak back in charge. Is, well, uh, or is he a kind of Alexander Dugin guy where he's like, well, I'm a communist, yeah. but uh, it's actually because I'm a fascist. Because he talks about uh, he wants a Eurasian Empire, which is what the Russians currently want. And like again, Alexander Dugin claims to be a communist, but of course we know he isn't. He's a fascist. Yeah, of course. yeah. I do, well, they they call him an ultra nationalist, which I've always found to be sort of an imprecise term in Russian yeah, politics. I, I, I would use I would use revanchist instead. This idea that you have been sort of robbed of your territories by treaty. Um, yeah, I don't know. We 
it has some accoutrements of communism, and some of his objections, like Oldman's particularly, do seem like ideological ones as much as as, as much as like sort of Russian supremacist ones. But we see that because he's a communist, he's also a misogynist. So uh, while he's talking to her, he's like, "Oh, you must be sweating through your silk blouse for women that women wear." Uh, She's quite like, like okay. calm. Is what I was yes, he yeah. makes some like casual jokes as well. He's quite funny. Um, yes. he's having a good yeah. time with it because he like fully understands that he has every single card in his hand at this point yeah. in the movie. Yeah, I think yeah. frankly, you would if you had power over the United States government. You, I mean, if you if you out there do, you should enjoy it a little bit. You know, I I would be fucking showboating hundred percent. Yeah. But <laughs> he comes on the intercom and he's like, hello, I am the man who is in charge of Air Force One, the most secure <laughs> aircraft in the world. Oh, just really, just really sort of like <laughs> landing, like little end zone dance He's like there. playing drops <laughs> down the intercom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so we, we, we see that he doesn't know that the president is still aboard. He thinks that they've rescued him. But additionally, they don't know the president's still aboard. No, no, not not until not until a bit later. But the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, who looks exactly like George Costanza, <laughs> so says, says the point of the movie. Damn it! Nobody does this to the United States. That this will be the, the <laughs> like abiding point of the movie. Damn it! Is this supposed to happen to us? Yeah. But we, we, we have to find out that uh, President Jack Ryan is a badass. Yeah. Right? Oh, um, crucially, uh, before we do that, Gary Oldman says, release General Raddick, um, and I will execute a hostage every 30 minutes until you do. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We also get a, a really fun bit earlier on, which I, which I quite like, is this little touch, where Vice President Glenn Close, I'm not saying her name, because it's fucking Vice President Bennett, and <laughs> no. last movie was President Bennett, and I can't be fucked with these guys. Um, it was, you know, <laughs> it, was, dynasties, it was nice you know? of, of Jack Ryan to appoint... Um, Vice President's president's daughter. That's a fucking live-ass move. Yeah, (laughs) it really is. Um, (laughs) It it is like a Mary Cheney thing. Real John Kasich energy. We... Mm. What the fuck was I saying? Oh yeah, there's a bit where, like, they're trying to discuss how these guys got on board, and like, one of the generals just like, leans over and goes, maybe they had some help from Moscow, and everyone fucking ignores him, and I think that that's really nice. Yeah. It's just like, no, they didn't, dickhead, shut up. He's like, no sale, no. (laughs) Um, But but so, we we have to find out why President Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan, is a badass. That's right. And so one of the generals just goes, yeah, he owes his commanding officer in Vietnam, he got the Medal of Honor, did more helicopter rescue missions than anybody. Uh, so maybe <laughs> did more helicopter rescue missions than anyone. This guy, one one of the most bullets fired ass motherfucker. Shut up! You ever seen the Hunt for Red October? That was him. I was keeping a big sort of like GTA pause screen statistics thing yeah. of all of my dudes in Vietnam, and he was he was the highest number of bullets fired. Absolute absolute John. <laughs> Top guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he was my best guy. He, he finished um, every mission. He'd got all five of the mini kits stashed throughout the level every single mm-hmm. fucking time. No sweat. Gold medal every time. Every optional objective. Fully. New new record. He prestiged time. Vietnam. Yeah, that's yeah, phenomenal. Yeah. He did Vietnam again with anime titties he on his. He finished gun. and re-enlisted as a private. <laughs> Just to do Vietnam Game Plus. This is a problem with Harrison Ford in this movie, right? Is Harrison Ford, all of his action guys are beleaguered, right? Mm-hmm. Every time. It's why it's what makes his Ryan good, is Jack Ryan is meant to be like a desk guy who at some point was gonna be a Marine and then got like too injured and now isn't and is just some. Yeah, he was guy. colorblind. In this, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. In this, he's just flatly, you know, a, a, a badass, right? The original casting for this was Kevin Costner. Oh, uh, and fuck. I think that would have been I good. think that when they when they cast Harrison Ford instead, uh, it, it kind of it hindered this a little bit. Yeah, I suppose he doesn't quite have that kind of energy. He is a bit more beleaguered. Yeah, uh, but so we, we, we see him uh, escape from his hiding place, where he is just, he climbed like a six foot tall wall on the, like, on the side of the pod and just hid up there. Um, he, he gets down from there and he, he sort of does some Metal Gear Solid shit, but presidentially. Yeah. He uh, sees the, the guard who has locked everybody in the conference room. And this is, he's lucky because this is a perfect stimulus response goon. Uh, what, what he does is he just creates a distraction. He turns on the TV in his quarters and makes the guy come in there. And as he does, he jumps him in a hysterical bit. He like fully jumps at him, both arms out. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the subtitles for this are struggling and grunting. Mm. Yep. Uh, and the two guys, the two guys fight over the this this submachine gun, this MP5. And, and Jack Ryan wins. Harrison Ford takes the yes. gun, but not the body armor because presumably that would be gay. I, I yes. gotta be honest with you. I, I see how effective the body armor is in this fucking movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Right to leave it on the floor, made up. Yeah, the, the only yeah. one who benefits from it is Gary Oldman later on. Mm. Um, also, Everyone else just gets um, shot in it and actually just dies of it, like. At this point, the the bad guys realize something is up, and they go around firing into the toilets of Air Force One, presumably in case there are trans women in there. Yes, of course. Um, but yes, Harrison yeah. Ford is hiding in a c- cupboard and is fine. He he has escaped through the toilet, like itself. I guess. I think I think he's, he like climbs up some sort of dumb waiter, maybe like an internal lift or something yeah, like that. Yeah. And, and and this is all intercut with um, back in DC, Vice President Glenn Close, who. She will be arguing this throughout the entire movie, and she's right that, hey, maybe the president shouldn't have just stayed up there. Maybe it was irresponsible of him she's to, fully to risk right. his life. Just something like, it's not his right to decide what to do with his life. Like, his job is to serve the American people. He doesn't have the right yeah, to do this. Yeah. Which is like, oh, fair point. There is such a thing as being too important to like let yourself get killed that easily. But th- this is not something that the movie respects. This is sort of uh, something which she'll be wrong about repeatedly. So, so Gary Oldman finds his dead friend, and he was like, we were in Afghanistan together, which is an interesting touch. Uh, and another thing that points towards, you know, communism here. Interesting to treat it, to treat Afghanistan as like, sort of analogous, like equivalent to America uh, in Vietnam. Yes. And just be like, oh yeah, I was, I was in this sort of like doomed imperial war. Yeah, it's interesting that those two scenes kind of come hot on each other's heels, actually. Yeah, We get the guy who's like, yeah. I was in Vietnam with him, and he's great. And then we get Gary being like, oh, we were in Afghanistan, and it, it was also great. It's, it's yeah, we were, they're like dark mirrors. I, I quite like it. Oh, I, you know what, I liked it right up until you said the dark mirrors bit, and I'm going to shoot myself in the head. <laughs> his, his, his red grass, uh, yes. <laughs> We're not too different, you and I. Gary Oldman goes into the conference room with the hostages and he's like, yo, what's up? It's time to execute one of you. The national security advisor comes forward and, and he's like, yo, I'm really important to you. Let me negotiate. I'm the national security advisor. Nothing happens here without going through me. And, and Gary Oldman's like, thank you for volunteering. It just like shoots him through the fucking head. Yeah. 
He has he has a fantastic line. Stein is yeah. stone fucking cold, my man. He like shoots it. Yeah. He's like, it was a good negotiator. He bought you another thirty minutes, and then Lick leaves, mm. and you're like, ah, oh, you fucking don. You know what? Take the take Air Force One. I don't give a yeah. shit. Fuck it. King, and then King. then we get a, the first Bam. of several really nice scenes with Gary Oldman, where he takes the first lady and the first daughter, and mm. he tries to humanize himself to to Alice, the first daughter. And he says, you know, I've, yeah. I've got three kids of my own. Like, I'm sorry you had to see that. Is that the first time you've ever seen someone be killed? Um, and he says, you know, I, I kill people because I believe, because I have political ideology. Like, I have something that I believe in. And he points out correctly uh, that he says, you know, your dad kills people all the time. Oh, I, I have the drop for that, even. Uh, yes. Because he does it in a tuxedo with a telephone call and a smart bomb. A smart bomb. Yeah. But he goes, hey, listen, have you ever heard of Abdul Rahman Alawaki? Yeah. No, you haven't, because he's yeah. been turned into fucking paste by a drone. And now Alawaki, actually, even. Okay. Mm. Not good. Um, and um, and uh, she's like, you know, you and my father are nothing alike. And he's like, well, yeah, you're, you're, you're not a dark mirror of him. Uh, but yeah, I, I really like his justification of this. He says, you know, my, my, my doubts, my fears, my own private morality dissolves uh, uh, dissolves in this moment for this love of Mother Russia. It's good. It's like, is that not... And I thought the movie was really setting us up for something here because that is kind of what the Americans do. And like, re- remember that this movie opened with Harrison Ford saying, we need to commit extra de- democratic violence when we believe that we are morally yes. right. And here is the villain of the film doing that very thing. And I was like, oh, we well, must be building to some kind of great confrontation between these two ideologies. Surely, <laughs> I was like, I really like where this film's going. You um, fool! The uh, resolution is in that scene itself where Alice, yes. the, the yes. character, goes... No, you're not, and that's the end of the scene. literal, <laughs> literal child brain yeah. Yeah, to yeah, be yeah. like, no, you're not the same because when we do it, we're the good yes. guys. Yeah, literally, um, a child's understanding of politics. Oh, there, there, there is. There, I have the good guys thing later on where he goes. <laughs> good guys are here. You can oh, hear the, the fucking glaring like, music. Good yeah. guy's ass music. I uh, hate so, so, so much. <laughs> so, so, so Harrison Ford is down in the cargo hold. He uses the satellite phone that he finds in in someone's baggage to call the White House. We get some jokes here, like about him reading the manual first, running out of battery, or the the switchboard operator going, "Yeah, sure, you're the president." I, I thought the switchboard Fine. operator thing was kind of funny. Uh, uh, but so he 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 puts himself on speakerphone just in time to get held at gunpoint by <laughs> one of the Russian guys, um, and at this point he has to like go, hey, you know what would suck would be if one of the fighter jets outside fired a missile at the plane, knocking us all over, so I could kill you. That would be bad if that happened for you. Probably. Yeah, he's like, it wouldn't even like hit us. The the autopilot would take care of it, but it would definitely cause us all to lose our footing. I Wink. I love Down the phones. I love the idea of missile countermeasures being it just flies the plane better than you. Yeah, I love cool. that so much. <laughs> it's just, because because that's what happens. The, like the vice president orders them to to fire on the plane. It knocks everybody off balance. And then the plane locks the pilot out of its controls and just does like a slight turn to the left. My God! Which evasive maneuvers? Slightly to the left. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Take evasive maneuvers. 
<laughs> let's lose some chaff. Doesn't really do that much. Yeah. I will say no this, flares, though. Only chaff. Ordering a missile strike on your own position when you're on a plane just to win a fist sick. fight yeah. is fucking sick. You know what? <laughs> That's cool. And I, I, I'm handing him this one. I'll tell you what, if, it, if you like shots of Harrison Ford punching somebody, this is a great movie mm. for you. Because there are so many of him just cold cocking somebody. As he does in this case, he he, he fights cocking. the guy with the MP5. That was just cold, cold, we all heard cold it. Cold cocking, yeah. Cold cocking. That's that's a thing. It's it's a phrase. It's a known yeah. phrase. I'm not. He crazy. absolutely cleans this guy's cock. He does. <laughs> yeah, he cleans this guy's cock with his with his fists. He, he fists the shit out of this Come guy. Come on. <laughs> you know what? That was my fault. I shouldn't have drawn attention to it. I recognise my no, mistake. No, you shouldn't have. It was, it's a perfectly we normal phrase. You have now made weird. It's cold clocking. <laughs> No, it's no, it's no, not. cold clocking is what happens when I go into a women's bathroom. Thank you and good night. I hang on, cold clocking. I want to litigate what? this. Cold clocking. Why? Why would it be? Cold why would it be clocking? cold cocking? It is cold clocking, Alice. For serious. It's uh, <laughs> cold. Cold cock verb. Knock someone out, typically with a blow to the really? head. But, oh yes. shit! I've just looked up cold clock, and it's the same thing, but it says informal in brackets. Oh shit! <laughs> oh, damn, Alice has out fancied us. Oh damn! I'm See, I, ne- yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you've made one of the classic blunders. You've gone in against me when you know Words when the, the fucking line. yeah when yes, cold yes. cocks are on the so, line. When he cold cocks All him. Right. Well, when, when he cold, cold cocks him, him, what happens then? Fine. He he kills that guy, uh, but cool. his, in the course of so doing, he like punches him through a fridge into some milk, and he contemplates the milk. Yeah, what is the significance of the milk? That's a cold cock. The milk, the the milk is that he sees something leaking, and he's like, "Damn, just like this guy's cock <laughs> that I just." <laughs> That's a side effect of the estradiol. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure. No. What? What? What he? What he thinks is, I gotta land the plane. I gotta make the plane land. What, oh. what if? What if I squeeze all of the fuel out of it like milk from this carton of milk? Oh, I didn't realize that's what he was thinking. I thought he was just like, oh yeah, American milk. No, there's this beautiful shot where it's like it's like a two shot of Harrison Ford on the left and milk <laughs> on the right. <laughs> He's like fully oh. like soliloquizing oh. this milk. You know, <laughs> cinema, wow, every frame of painting. So, 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 because he's on the phone, they get him on the phone with the the maintenance chiefs who do the maintenance for Air Force One, and they're like, okay. I quite liked this bit. This is fun. Okay. You got to find the plane fly good switch, and you got to switch it to no. Ah, <laughs> but because there's no no, what you've got to do is you've got to you've got to cut two wires and wire them together, and then in a classic I said M for Mansi kind of thing, <laughs> the phone goes off just as he's about to tell him what the other wire is, and so he just has to improvise. He has to take a chance, and of course. The chance that he takes is to leave the red, white, and blue wires. Yeah, it's red, America. white, blue, green, yellow, and he's like, he's he's cut the green, and he has to cut another one. He's like, I'm not touching the red, white, and blue, baby. So and I'm the counting is, on your red, white, and blue. This is his fucking fault because I knew it was yellow. I heard him on the fucking phone. This guy was talking over him, going, "You're breaking up." He didn't hear it. It's his own fault. If he'd crashed a plane, it would have been on him. However, he didn't because of the damn red, white, and blue, baby. Yeah, so oh. they dump the fuel out, which is which is going to be a problem later on. But meanwhile, remember problem. Melanie? I love yeah, Melanie. Yeah, very much. Hope you didn't get too attached, because Gary takes Melanie hostage 
um, and yeah. broadcasts this over the plane intercom so everyone can can hear it. And he says, look, we know there's somebody down there in the baggage hold fucking around. He thinks it's a secret service agent. Um, yes. And he's yeah. like, look, either you can surrender yourself within 10 seconds or I'm going to shoot Melanie in the head. And then he does. And at this point, it's also important to note that the first lady and... Uh, president's daughter are both in the sort of like control cockpit with oldman at this point so he's just sort of doing this in front of them i i, I like this though I, I it doesn't at least spare you from what the idea of not negotiating with terrorists means yep um and it is like yeah okay sometimes you gotta let somebody get killed in front of you i don't know that's it's, how we got this good. podcast that's how we did it that's that's right. That's um, right. Well, no, we all had to do the born program thing. Where we had to like commit to this program by like shooting a guy who was handcuffed yeah, to a taking pint. Taking a bunch of pills. Yeah, it was very easy. That's actually, this, this whole yeah. process. Um, so yeah. this this occasions another really nice ideological confrontation because the first lady is horrified mm. by this and um, says, "You know, how dare you do this? She executed an oh, unarmed I, woman." I, I have I have the drop. You murdered a hundred thousand Iraqis to save a nickel on a gallon of gas. I'm going to lecture me about the rules of war. Perfect Oldman delivery. Really, really nice. Great line. So he says it's talking about the first Gulf yeah. War, which we got to see Three Kings at some point to talk about think, that. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, he says it's war, and she's like, "It's not war. You know, you're killing civilians." And he's like, "Don't, don't fucking tell me about killing civilians. It's really, really good. I'm really <laughs> looking forward to when the film uh, confronts this politically. It's, um, it's coming never. up uh, just a minute. <laughs> don't worry about it. Minute now. I'm sure. Um, it's on its way. Yeah." Um, so because the because the uh, the fuel is leaking, Gary Oldman's like, "Yeah, what's up?" Um, I read in the in in Wikipedia that you can do mid-air refuel on Air Force One. It's it's a nice detail. He reads it in the press packet that <laughs> yeah. Melanie gave him when he came on Ooh, board. Yeah, it's cute. M- meanwhile, President Harrison Ford has 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 gotten to William H Macy and friends and freed all of the hostages. We we we, we get. Possibly the only dramatic shot of a fax being sent I've ever seen in an action movie, yeah. um, wh- where he like gets a message that they can parachute all of the hostages out using the many parachutes that Air Force One has, if they can get the the plane to fly low enough and slow enough, mm. uh, and they have to like do that under the pretense of refueling the plane, which Glenn Close like sees at the last second. Uh, and and she arranges something else that's quite fun is that the the lass who tells him to use the fax machine um, he says to her if this works I'll make you postmaster general and she's credited in the credits as future postmaster general which I think is just a really fun little yeah that was I think it's cute yes so so at this point we have to get uh, an untrained pilot who doesn't speak English to do aerial refueling in a 747 for the first time at night um, and this this goes about as well as you'd expect. In that, they notice that the the hostages are escaping by parachute. And of course, Harrison Ford is like, "I'm staying. I'm gonna get my family back." That's the right. Thing, the thing about Harrison Ford, right, is aside from talking like a sort of Tennessee Williams lady, like that, <laughs> um, he, he, I've always depended on the kindness of strangers. He uh, he also. He loves to risk his life. Like there is no sacrifice this man will not self-sacrifice in. Uh, he he's he's not just like oh take the last parachute. He is throwing excess parachutes out after you because of how much he wants to die. It's I I love it's like that guy you him. talked about. Oh well, there's your problem. He just like kept getting back on the boat to die. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to go down. You can live. Uh, but yeah. he refuses to. Trying to go down to cold cock. Um. 
So, uh, the a goon... It's a normal thing to yeah, say. Yeah, it is. No, it's we've established this. Now you just yes. have to weather this for the rest of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so one of the goons notices that, um, that the hostages are escaping out the back of the plane, and he blows open the door, and it obviously depressurizes the plane. We get a tense moment where Ryan is dangling out the back of it. William H. Macy saves him. Um, but then, the, like, most of the hostages have escaped, um, but now Gary has the president. Yes. Yeah. The, the the parachutes thing was I found silly also. Uh, but so we, we we deliver the president to Gary Oldman, and we get we hope this big confrontation, this big sort of battle of ideology. Yeah, we kind of, comes. We kind of do. Um, well, yeah. In, in that Harrison Ford says, "How dare you, sir?" <laughs> well, not exactly. What he what he says is, and he's kind of mumbling it, so it's hard to make out. But he says, "Have you no honor?" To, 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 which, to which Gary Oldman essentially goes, no. Nah. Uh, idiot. Well, before, Great. before Great. this, so Gary Oldman first of all beats up the president, which must be very yes. satisfying. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, he says, he says call, call the president of the Russian Federation and tell him to release General Radek. And Harrison Ford says, no, I can't do that. I don't have the power to do that. I'm not the president of Russia. Um, I can't just make him do this. If he does, he's going to be going, he's going to look weak. His administration's going to fall apart. I literally don't have the power to do this. And Gary Oldman has this really nice bit where he says, oh, the most powerful man on earth. And suddenly there are things that you can't do. And he quite correctly points out this and calls out this kind of liberal pretense of powerlessness. He's like, you mm. you are Mr. I'm breaking the rules to do the right thing. You are Mr. Yes. Unilateral action. Don't fucking tell me that you suddenly can't do it because the Senate parliamentarian says that you can't. Or because, <laughs> oh no, we can't do this. It'll destabilize the economy. Fuck you, fucking do it. It's not a problem of like, I can't. It's a problem of you don't want to because you aren't motivated to. And so Gary Oldman yeah. says, if you're not motivated, I'm going to fucking motivate motivate you by killing your fucking family now. And I was like, my yes. god, fucking brilliant ideological confrontation. Can't wait to see how they deal with this. Really nice. Let's hear from Abby and on this one. It, Hello. Oh, my name's Abigail. That's wrong. I meant this one. Kill that cunt. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, I'll leave him both He, he does have it. a great he has a great line about Russia too, uh, where, he's, where he's beating up the president and he says quite accurately, given that we're talking about Yeltsin and, and sort of Clinton here. You have given my country to gangsters and prostitutes. You have taken everything from us. Yeah. It's, it's like flatly true. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and as it There's turned out, wrong one with of prostitution, those... by the way, but... Yeah, but as, I think he means in the, 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 the sort of derogatory political mm -hmm, sense. Yeah. Uh, but... Um, as of course it later turned out, one of those one of those gangsters turned out to enjoy a bit of revanchism, a bit of ultra nationalism himself. So I mean, so, if Gary Oldman has just waited a few years, then fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who doesn't um, love a bit of revanchism? Hmm. We're reclaiming our lost territory. That's right. Yeah. Well, me, Glenn Close is faced with the debate of whether or not to invoke the Twenty Fifth Amendment. This and, is so uh, you know, funny. What's this that, is that's such the, that's a. The, what's that one? Is the one you ha you can have guns in your home as that's long the one as it's where you, Tuesday, you, don't, you can't let soldiers sleep in your house. Yeah. If a, if a soldier knocks on your door, you have to go fuck off. Um, amendment Amendment Twenty Five is the president is assa is assassinated is uh, incapacitated nice. then. <laughs> then the vice president like takes over and becomes the president, either like pro tempore or. Yeah, like, this actually happened aboard Air Force forever. One one time when JFK got shot. They hand they swore in LBJ on Air Force One, um, and this yeah, is absolutely. this is the source of tension in the scenes that aren't 
the tense ones um, because they keep it's like the fucking secretary of defense and the vice president are arguing over who gets to be in charge yeah it's sort of very alexander haig i'm in control here now kind of thing they literally yeah. pull in a guy to advise them on it and like which is the attorney insane. general she literally says, get me the Attorney General with a copy of the Constitution. Yeah, Suella Braverman comes um, in and says, we can't let children socially transition, it's dangerous. And I'm like, thank you, Suella. <laughs> cheers, cheers very much. And it's Philip Baker Hall, who I do again love to see. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but it's just so funny that that's the source of conflict on these scenes. So, 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 so she, she agrees to not count out Touchdown Tom, right? She doesn't that's sign right. the thing, making her president, because she, she, she trusts him. Uh, we also get a great line from the Secretary of Defense. The United States does not negotiate with terrorists. It's been our bedrock principle for 25 years. <laughs> 25 years. <laughs> movie, movie made in 1997. So bedrock principles yeah, since my, 1972. My heart and best intentions still tell me it's true. Iran Contra until 1986. Wait, Iran what? Yeah, she... Oh. Iran Contra. What? Iran Contra. <laughs> the sa sale of arms for hostages. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the United States won't trade arms for hostages. He said it. He said it on the screen. Yeah, it, mm. in 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 my heart, I believe that's <laughs> so true. So fucking funny. But the facts. The, 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 facts, the facts tell me it is not. <laughs> Jesus H Christ. Yeah, yeah. So yes, you do. Yes, you fucking do. Of course you do. <laughs> using a using a little tiny caliber. Um, but so uh, pre President President Jack Ryan calls Yeltsin and proves. Uh, old and correct that he is just like willing to uh, well able to just tell him what so to do you he can goes, get okay. things out of politicians when you threaten to shoot their families <laughs> i can't do this three release... episodes in a row i simply can't do this three you should the president of the united states <laughs> i should if you're listening to him you should call the president of the united states <laughs> <laughs> so um if you're listening so, and you oh, are but... the president of the united states uh how you doing? Hello, how's it going? Um, You're welcome on any time. Let me into your house. So, so they release Radek from prison, and the the whole time, part of the military is waiting for him outside with a fucking helicopter. All of the other prisoners, as he's walking out, are singing the international to them. I nearly fucking, fucking threw up because they continue using the international as the, like the sinister music as Gary Oldman appears to be winning, and it's like this is a mm -hmm. song about like human rights and like i i have i have yes. stood in like british political meetings where people have sung this song yes yeah, I, I know all the lyrics Trafalgar by heart Square. it's fucking sick i i remember fucking trafalgar square erupting in the international when jeremy corbyn came out when he was also mm. released by the president of yeah, russia uh, uh, yeah, yeah I remember a this. similar moment of threat to democracy yes, exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah kind of was, i, I was there to assassinate him of course mm. and he was 16 years old in yemen and at this point, Gary Oldman is like, "Okay, you know when I said I was going to release you," and and the and the first lady's like, "Yeah." You said you were going to release us. Forgive me, I lied. Great, perfect. That's nice. I, I, I think this is the point where I want to talk about the sort of the liberalism of this movie and Patriot Games in particular, where there is a terror of any sort of like foreign actor who might act unilaterally, who might sort of like cheerfully disregard our beautiful norms. Not our norms. Um, and and gains so much strength from that that initially the norms are powerless before they can reassert themselves. Um there's this real kind of like 
wounded patriotism here. This idea that uh, you know liberalism might be might be stabbed in the back by one of these guys, and they're so strong and hot, <laughs> and it's weird, big, and it's really weird. Firefighters, sorry. <laughs> yeah, so I I think this film is like the missing link politically between. The liberalism of like, how dare you, sir, of clear and present danger, mm, and the yeah. kind of outright fascism of the Jason Bournes, like, it's fine to do extrajudicial yes, murder, yeah. because we say it is. But also, ironically, we know that democracy and freedom doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Because if, if, if you don't, you are going to be humiliated yeah. by Sean Penn or Gary Oldman or some other English character yeah. actor. But we, we see here that the kind of muscular liberalism is is the step between, like, liberalism and fascism. Yes, yeah. And it's not muscular enough. No, it's not. That's, that's its only. That's its only criticism, really. Yeah, yeah I mean, is that it's 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 sort of naive. So liberalism should be more way. jacked, yoked liberalism. Yeah. you know what? Absolutely. I do have some sort of sympathy for that because I think everyone should be jacked and yoked. I think it'd be sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm looking um, for a sort of like yokedocracy, like rule of the jungle, survival <laughs> of the hugest. That's what I'm looking awesome. for here. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, like so, that. Except we also like love women. Uh, yes, women's rights are all up there. So, 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 so the president, the president escapes from his his duct tape restraints. It's not difficult. You don't need a shard of glass to do it. It, it doesn't. It, it never lays flat. It just sort of rolls itself into twine. You can just bullshit. Um, yeah. So, so he he then kills a bunch of them and attempts to rescue his wife uh, and his just daughter. Just release my wife. Yes. Yeah, I suppose he does, doesn't um, he? Release my wife. The, 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 chief of, <laughs> the chief of staff who we had earlier seen be kind of a coward is redeemed by taking a bullet for the president. Yeah, this is the first of two get down Mr. Presidents that I want to just like highlight. First and foremost, chief of staff jumps in the way of a bullet. Sort of the lesser, the get, lesser Mr. President get down. Uh, yes. Um, <laughs> so Gary Oldman makes it down to the parachute deck with, uh, with the first lady. He throws the parachutes out, so he's got the only one. And he's like, fuck yeah. you, I win. Um, fights mm-hmm. Jack Ryan. Uh, Jack Ryan like wraps something said, around him. He says the line. As as he like snaps Gary Oldman's neck, he goes, Get off my plane. A whole audience cheers. Yeah, everyone stands I imagine. Up. Yeah. Round, round. Yeah. Um, but so Gary Oldman has now been killed. Yeah. And now we enter the phase of the movie that I refer to as still going, huh? Um, yeah. It's still going. Uh, first of all, he has to prove Gary Oldman right again, in that he has to go and get a guy killed with a phone call. So he he runs back up, he calls Yeltsin back, and he's like, uh, "Can I get the Abbey kill that cunt drop, please? <laughs> kill that cunt." He literally like he just rings yeah. him up, and he's like, "Take him out," and like they just JK. open fire on this guy. Uh, they they shoot him in the they back. They just open yeah. fire on Radic, which is like. Again, yeah, you have simply proven Gary Oldman He's correct He's next again. to the prison. Put him yeah. back in the prison. <laughs> they released him from I... the prison, and as he's, like, walking out, they give him his full, like, fucking uniform back. He puts it on, he leaves, and then they just shoot him again. It's like, what What happened yeah, here? Yeah. What was the point of any of this? Waste of a good uniform. I, 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 I'm curious about Radic as well, because, like, first of all, if he has all of this support, then the situation seems a lot less tenable. Yeah, great anyway. work, you've martyred him. Good stuff. Yeah, but also, I think we have to talk about American belief in the Soviet and then Russian military, which, uh, until the recent sort of clown car escapades, remained impervious to the facts. Like, almost all the political fiction written about Russia uh, after, after the dissolution of the Soviet Union was 
what if the hardliners seize power? It's in the saint, even. Yeah. Uh, what, what if what if the hardliners come back and we get a second Stalin? Um, meanwhile, fingers crossed. Well, this is the thing. This is the thing. That there were no hardliners. Like the hardliners at this point were busy uh, sort of selling the services of their own special forces to to various oligarchs to blow each other up in traffic in Moscow. Yes. The the, the Soviet military by the end of the Soviet Union was a joke. Uh, a very dangerous joke, but it was never like a sort of a serious political actor in the way that so much of this fiction imagines. It was it was a tool to be divided up amongst various sort of like fiefdoms, and that's that's how it was. I look forward to that happening in this country. It's it's coming. <laughs> uh, the other thing about Radek is is he's played by Jurgen Prock now, just sort of like collecting a yes. check. His his entire direction was just like walk down a hallway and then here's your money. Jurgen. Be very manful. Well, welcome mm-hmm. to you. Be, be yeah. sort of scary. And names exactly. a guy and then explains what he's in. He was in like Judge Dredd, not that one, the other one. And he was also in Dune, not that one, the other one. He Most notably, and the reason why he's in this, he was in Dust Boards. That's right. Uh, oh. So uh, Wolfgang Peterson was just like, hey, you want, you want to come back, collect a paycheck to walk down the hallway? And he was like, sure. God, I love Dust Boards. So it's it's so fucking good. We're, here's the thing, right? We we're setting out seasons here. At some point, it is going to be kill James Bond. Does World War Two? We're gonna be there for a while, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, we're gonna have to do Dustport. But anyway, so he is dead, and at this point, Harrison Ford and William H Macy are like, we need to fly the plane into the climax of the movie. It's just such a legendary yes. actor to have for a bit part. It's just always mm. very funny to me when I see a guy like that. But yeah, no, uh, welcome oh, yeah, to climax. another one of my notes. That's just. Another one of my notes that's just fuck off. Yeah. Uh, where he's like, oh, we gotta land the play in ourselves. Um, but wait, we have to do some ace combat shit because some MiGs have taken off from uh from Radek controlled airbases in, in Kazakhstan. And then immediately, yeah, immediately Glenn Close just goes, Violate the airspace of Kazakhstan now. Um Well that's 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 the less concerning thing. Like that's just self-defense at this point. The idea of like the Air Force of a country trying to shoot down Air Force One is a good way to turn Kazakhstan into a sort of like glass parking lot. Yeah, mm. I don't think. I mean, self-preservation. Yeah, I don't think mm. they would. Um, there, and then, but then the MiGs fire at Air Force One. Yes. Top Gun yes. turns up, and then we, and then we get the most incredible fucking get down, Mr. President. This, oh, Mr. This President. Is, I want to invent an award to give it to this guy, but this is the most insane shit I've ever seen in my life. And I'll let, I'll let someone else. Good night, cross for this guy. Remind, reminding me very strongly here of the the childhood game Get Down, Mr. President, yeah. which is where you, you, your entire friend group just sort of like put your hand to your ears like you're talking into earpieces, and the last person to do that is Mr. President <laughs> and gets tackled by all of the others. That's one of the classics. Um, yeah, very, very good. Yeah, a classic. Uh, but so what happens is they, they, a bunch of the MiGs get destroyed, but one of them fires a missile at Air Force One which has expended all of its countermeasures. The magic uh, plane turned slightly to the left autopilot doesn't work anymore. Oh, no. Um, and so one of the F-15 pilots is like, Mr. President, get down, and flies his F-15 into the path of the missile. This is, this is something it's- I'll say. <laughs> I would simply have used my countermeasures on my F-15, but all right, I- I'm-, I'm different. But good night cross to this guy. He wanted it. Yeah, no, he went for it, yeah. You, you don't see a lot of these kind of guy explodes shots in movies anymore, where it's like a, a shot of the guy screaming and then the plane blows up or whatever. It's kind of yeah, a lost Yeah, we need start. way more of those. There's like a shitload in Star Wars, and then mm. just never oh, again. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
I, I, I wrote down here, um, so the, the, the American military plane kind of takes a plane bullet for the, the plane president. He does. In the planes, in the planes universe, is Air Force One the president? Yes. I'm going so I'm <laughs> to go ahead and immediately say yes. Yeah, and Air Force One, like the call sign changes depending on, yeah, when a new plane is elected president. Yeah. But, but, but thing is, the thing is, though, the planes universe is also the cars universe. What's the presidential limo then? Is he just something that like gets inside the president? Um, that's a great question. Like, foremost carsologists are working on this as we speak. We don't have to, like, make... <laughs> well, and also, just... like, Barack Obama was the first car president <laughs> there's ever been, and there was a massive backlash to it. <laughs> it all been planes... <laughs> Yeah, because because of the massive <laughs> backlash, they <laughs> they'd all been sorry hatchback Obama. <laughs> they'd all been they'd all been planes. Yeah, yeah, hatchback Obama, absolutely. Oh my god! I can't believe I missed Obama. That's right there. Uh... But yeah, they'd all been planes up until then. There's still never been a boat president. They keep being like, oh, should we have a boat? It's like, nah. <laughs> I'll never do it. It's very strange. It's a boat vice president. Yeah. 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 The boats are electable if you vote for them. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do this. So, 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 so Air Force One, the, pres- the president of planes, is very, is, is very badly damaged. <laughs> and at, at this point, they, they have to deploy what they have earlier been talking up as the airborne options, which have been previously explored in a much worse movie called Executive Decision. Yes, I watched um, that quite recently. Um... Yeah, also, this, this is the sickest shit I've ever seen. This is so cool. They make the executive decision, which is to use an MC-130 with Air Force Parajumpers on it and have them zipline air-to-air into Air Force One, strap the like people to themselves, and then uh, zipline back. Yeah, and then the, then the AC-130 like lowers, so the zipline's going from Air Force One down to the AC-130, and then you zipline to back again. It's so, so fucking cool that I was like, oh my god, I want to do that. Don't know if that works, but the point is. Ah, oh, but it is sick though. Harrison Ford, pre- President President Jack Ryan has to make several more self-sacrificing decisions. So every time someone is like, "Here, put this rescue strap on," he's like, "No, he's wounded." Do, no, my wife. Yeah, the, yeah, my wife, uh, my my daughter. Uh. This this one random guy who took a bullet for me, and but also w- William H Macy is still there, and so Gibbs. Yeah, Agent Judas is still here. Gibbs. American Mitchell. I'd like to just know, at this point, I would not do any more trader shit if, like, Radix yeah. he, Oldman's dead. He is dead. away free and clear. He is, he's like, he's saved the president's life. I would stay perfectly uh, He's probably going to get a medal. And then as soon as we were off the plane, I would, res- I would like, resign citing that, like, I maybe I was the one who didn't properly lock the, like, gun safe or something. Like, that's, that's yes, the most yeah. out-of-jail fucking free card you can possibly imagine. But, as discussed, this man is ontologically a traitor and cannot not betray. Yes. He yeah. wants so, the Kronstein rosette. He wants it, I, I and he do won't like, get it. I do like how he's, he's in half of the scenes on the plane. Where he, like, they give him a gun and he doesn't betray them. He doesn't betray he them for another hour of the movie. He's, uh, he, my man is biding. Uh, but then, at the very last moment, he delivers the perfect line. He he turns his gun on the president and William H Macy, and he, he as they're about to get the last rescue strap, and he goes, "Give me the strap." <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank <laughs> you for your fucking service, mate. I w- God I, I will also say that the 
the the pilot of the C one thirty has just before this said. Roger, moving into the receiver position. So, yeah. and here's the danger. Oh, that's the wrong one again. Great big cumbers. There you go. <laughs> I gotta label there these fucking go. things. <laughs> so yeah, he says, "Give me the strap." Um, give me the strap. Yeah, me the strap. And uh, he shoots William H Macy, which is a real shame. No, no, um, William. Uh, but the, 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 they fight. Harrison Ford uh, like takes the strap as we all knew he mm-hmm. could. Zip lines down onto the receiving plane, and the 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 strap the zip line comes off on Air Force One's end. Um, so Agent yes. Judas, uh, they crash into the Adriatic Sea and he dies. Um, but then, yes. then uh, the president is dangling. There's a great long shot of him in the sort of open door being like, no, yeah. it's perfect. <laughs> um, and then the president the, is dangling the, out the back of the AC-130. And it's quite fun. They, 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 they reel in the dangling president. And then in a line that I wrote down, how long have you been saving that shit for? If you're not familiar, Air Force One is not the name of the plane. It's the name of the call sign. Any Air Force plane that has the president on board is Air Force One. If it's uh, if it's an army plane, it's Army One. If it's a navy plane, it's Navy One. All of this. Mm-hmm. So th- th- they want to figure out what, if it's a civilian one, it's an executive one. Um, if they, as they're trying to like figure out on the radio if the president, president shoes shoes one, must be the the pilot. The pilot goes, uh, yeah, when we're, we're actually Air Force One now. Uh, please don't use our dead name anymore. <laughs> um, and the whole the whole place erupts. Uh, we see the vice president violates the Presidential Records Act because she just tears up that directive to like uh, seize power. Yeah, which I would like the- to note. They like they mention that directive and are like, "Oh, it needs to be signed by a majority of like the cabinet." And like when she gets it, every single signature block has been filled out. Like every single yeah, cut yeah. is like, "This guy's not president anymore." <laughs> and just her is like, "Nah, nah, nah." nah. Nah, let's let's do mm. let's do the time on a tradition and let's see where he's going with this. But then I I was expecting I was expecting a scene where we talk about the aftermath, where what? like maybe or maybe where Harrison Ford like reassesses this policy thing he announced at the start in light of the fact that he's just been in a situation where somebody used extra democratic violence because they believed it was the morally right thing to do. But instead, the film just fucking ends. Yeah, or, or conversely, the U.S. is now in a shooting war with Kazakhstan. Yeah. Like that, they have just invaded it because they they tried to kill the president. And I was so but- I was so frustrated because it's like literally a child's understanding of politics is shown by this film to be correct. It's like no violence is fine when we do it because we're the good guys. And it's like great, everyone thinks they're the fucking good guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we are though. To be, to be clear, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we, if you're we listening are. to this yeah. listener, you are also the good guys. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's true. And um, you can do extrajudicial and- violence against the president if you'd like. To. <laughs> And this is why I would it's like to okay. I would like to propose that we mint a new award here on Kill James Bond. Ooh, okay, uh, do some numerous yeah, okay. yeah, the Oldman Medal for unrefuted villainy um, for villains who make good points that the film then just like does not address, argue against, or counter. That's that's a that's a great. Yeah, that's medal. a really fucking good idea. Cause I I feel like we could make some retroactive awards there too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we no. could. We yeah, could most villains in the Bond films. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 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 Not not Drax. Um, but yeah. Um, there's a lot of medals Especially on this one. I want. I want to. I want to give Kronstein to the guy who took the strap, and I want to nominate um, 
I want to nominate Get Down Mr. Pilot for for the good night as well because <laughs> yeah. it's a very American yep. episode we're giving out lots of medals because we like the we like the pageantry that's true that's true Ev- everyone gets a combat action ribbon uh, not a combat action ribbon everyone gets like a little rainbow ribbon that you get for doing boot yeah. 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 Uh, and the Devon ribbon yeah, for, for sickest gay. shit goes to Harrison Ford for ordering an airstrike on his own position to win a fist fight um, that's not real Harrison but that's Ford just informal trying to win the Kronstein rosette yeah. <laughs> you, you, you get an you get an Alice Avazandum badge for contemplating milk for like best sort of like best emotional resonance is like contemplating this milk like Yorick. Any, any previous winners to that one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. no I'm just you should with come this and one. see my play though, uh, because there is a moment that is quite do. like that. Um, but we do have a science-based oh, system on this podcast. We do. It's called the Scum we System, do. Uh, and it stands for SMUM, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. Nailed it. So, smum in this movie. Sounds for smum. Uh, for cold cock. For, uh... <laughs> Good guys are here. Yeah. This film that's, that's sucked itself rating. off for its entire runtime. Like, <laughs> yes. fully. Yeah. There's no yeah. two ways about it. Um, I kind of mm-hmm. want to give it a full 007. Mm-hmm. I think. I, I, I believe that. I believe mm-hmm. that. Okay. Fuck it. Why not? The, pre- the president's secret service code name is literally Boy Scout in this movie, by the way. Mm-hmm. What is mm-hmm. it in real yeah. life? Uh, depends on the president. Barack Obama's was renegade. The thing is Yo. that all of the they get they get to pick it themselves. It's again, it's the coolest oh, job fuck, in the world. I like, know what yeah, yeah, give me a cool code name, and then all of the the rest of the first family they have to be of the same initial. Ah. Uh, but so yeah, I I'm gonna look up presidential code names. What here was because Trump's gonna code name? Me. Yeah, Please. I need to know what Trump's code name was. <laughs> Please man. tell me it was yeah. Donald Trump. <laughs> code secret, name Trump. Secret Service code name. <laughs> Best <See> president. <laughs> Donald Trump. Donald Trump was mogul. Oh, really? Interesting. Interesting. Uh, J- Joe Biden is is uh, Celtic because he thinks he's Irish. That's um, so fu- like I love I. You know what? Fucking hit. Shouts out to Joe Biden. What's going on, man? Yeah, yeah. listening, Joe. Yeah. Dark Brandon. How are you heart. doing, man? I still I still think about that clip where he like honestly got, like honest to god like forgets where he is and says that he thinks drunk driving shouldn't be an arrestable offense like that's the funniest shit in the world anyway yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry yeah. cultural insensitivity um well i mean kazakhstan is is not a real place in this movie it's just extra it's just additional russia mm-hmm. it's serbia in a lot of ways yeah and it's and it's also serbia yeah. i don't know um, it's it's not that culturally insensitive i'd say no, I mean the only thing it like properly in the only foreign actor that it properly insults is like Boris Yeltsin, which I is probably quite justified a, in all honesty. Yeah, correctly identifies him as a joke and a puppet, yeah. which he is bitch mate. Yeah, um, and that's just the way of things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's quite slightly un, un it's, it's not nice to just use the nation of Kazakhstan as a kind of like fantasy villain. I want to give it a couple no. of points for that. How do we feel about a two or a three? I I, I could do a two certainly. Uh. Unprovoked violence. Uh, he he literally starts with a speech about the importance of unprovoked violence. If not, unpro- if not unprovoked, then unilateral violence. Service is relevant um, to us. I've just noticed that in two thousand eight, Meghan McCain's Secret Service code name was Peter Sellers. <laughs> what the fuck? What? Are you t- what? Well, like Peter for sure? Imagine, <laughs> imagine being a secret Peter service Sellers. agent. You, you you have had to live the sort of psychotically clean life that you have to live to get Yankee white clearance. You you've like you've done all of the training. You can like uh, do fifteen thousand pull ups in an hour. You're there in your huge suit, and you have to say into your sleeve or your lapel. 
Peter Sellers is in the residence. <laughs> Newt Gingrich was T Rex. Um, you know what? This you is sick, that's actually. a cool name to be fair. <laughs> just, just, a, just a new rabbit hole we've just discovered here. I'm sorry. Uh, T Rex was, was Hatchback Car Bomber. <laughs> Shut up, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Barack Obama so, has just um, driven into the restaurant. <laughs> so, unprovoked violence, yes, he talks about the importance of it, but the film... Joe Biplane? Because he's like this like old ass. Like, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Um, uh, I, Donald yeah, Dump Truck. Uh, <laughs> Donald Dump Truck? That's what I'd be calling him to begin with. <laughs> it's, it's low on unprovoked violence. Uh, it's it sort of... It, seemingly confronts the idea of like administrative violence yes but and it says that it's fine pretty much like we see that when we when he kills radak who did not as far as we know order this as just a beneficiary of the attack he's just like okay you know kill this cunt right now mm. two um two yeah sure. and misogyny well there's hardly any misogyny. women in it there's yeah i mean it doesn't pass no. the best i'll tell you that they do do things they they do the first lady like tries to kill Gary Oldman with a gun towards the end. Mm-hmm. The uh, we literally have a female vice president. Yes, uh, that's true. Who, although even though her role is basically trust the man. Yes, and also the the secretary like there there are women in it, but their job is to like help men. Mm. Yes, yeah, and the the best thing she can do is like kind of let him go off on one. Yeah, and like, uh, be a, instead be of like dad. exercising power. Yes, yeah, yeah. and e- even when she's right about him, like, uh, you know, sort of being wrong to to expose himself to this kind of risk, she's still wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I-, I would say like a three, maybe. I'm happy with that. So where does that leave us on Air Force that One? That leaves us with a total score of fourteen, which is. Not bad. It's the best Jack Ryan film so far, mainly because Hunt for Red October remained unrated as a bonus episode. But it, um, yeah. ironic, despite being like the politically most regressive, um, it's way better than Clear and Present Danger. Oh, hugely. Yeah, Good that's God. for sure. Mm. Yeah, we don't see anybody commit any war crimes that we're asked to overlook. They all happen yeah. off screen. Yeah, all of the villains are guys doing Russian accents. Yeah, which is classic. Yeah. classic that's fine. Thing. You can do that. That's legal. You can put that in any film. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Uh, thank you to to Vladimir Putin for making Russophobia good yeah, again. Thank you for Vladimir we're, Putin we're allowed for to do sponsoring it. the show. Love you, man. That's very kind of you. And of course, uh, the USSR will uh, be reformed very soon. Stay tuned for more That's information right. on that. That's right. Uh, and uh, our next mainline episode is going to be the sum oh, of all God, fears. The mm. next Jack Ryan. Well, jumping thing. back in time, it's before he became president. Yes. Yeah, a little bit yeah, of a we're prequel. Gonna, we're going to talk about nuclear weapons. Mm, we're going to see where this fits uh, in our timeline of liberalism to fascism. That's right. Uh, so in the meantime, we have we have a, a Patreon. You can subscribe to it. You get a bonus episode about whatever we feel like. Yeah, the upcoming one will be... Um, it's going to be the Railway Man, sorry. Winter yeah. Kills. Oh, okay. Railway Man. This comes out after Winter Kills. Uh, God. Winter Kills. The previous one was Winter Kills. What a movie, hey? <laughs> Winter Kills. Winter Kills. Uh, Perfect. Well, thank you for listening, and we will see you next time.
thank you for listening to yet another episode of Kill James Bond. We will return in two weeks' time for the next Jack Ryan movie, and that is Some of All Fears. Um, I don't know anything about this one. Sorry, I can't, I can't give you like a forward teaser regarding it. Uh, but if two weeks is simply too long for you to wait, as Alice said, we have a Patreon where you can go to to sign up for just £5 a month, get access to two bonus episodes every month, and our entire backlog, which at this point is like 40 episodes. So you are going to be eating only £5 a month. Can you imagine that? Now, uh, that bonus episode into... The next bonus episode is my pick, so we're going for a very formative movie that made Devon the Devon that they are today, and that is... Uh, yeah, no, Kung Fu Hustle, next movie. Um, we're going to do The Railway Man this time, and it's going to be just Alice and Abby because I'm away all week and can't record the bonus. Uh, sorry about that, lol. But of course, speaking of our beautiful patrons, thank you especially to our £15 and above patrons, and those are Christine Fox, Forks Winchester, Jack Holmes, Paint McCalla, George Rohack, Thomas Oberhart, Nick Boris, Yarrick, Carolyn Tankersley, Benno Rice, Morgan Bennett, Kit Devine, Library Hitman, Max Gaimanhart, Jonathan Gerde, Red Pirate Robin, J. Martindale, Safira Luciferax, Kentucky Fried Commie, Hell Bloodhands, Fremen Commissar, Jen Jen, Mothman, Top O, Big Titty Goth Girl, Ellie Without the E, Trip, Charlie Out of the Closet, Jenna and Poor, Elizabeth Cox, Turfs Eat Shit and Die Alone, Zoe Shepard, Finn Ross, Alfredo, I make Devon say this out loud. Al Irwing, Ryle Leal, Wolfie, Millie, Josh Simmons, Bon Lebon, JM111519, Lauren Bastin, Tristram Wolf, Emily change its name to sound funnier in the credits, and Quinn Valerie. Thank you very much for your support. Except for Emily, who is pushing its luck. Um <laughs> and with that said this has been Kill James Bond uh, starring of course Alice, Abigail and Devon our producer is the wonderful Nate Thay. our podcast art is by Matty Lubchansky and our website is by Tom Allen see ya <laughs>